0: On behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio, and the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power Calls, welcome. I'm Susan Shireko, and I'd like you to welcome Vincent Hyde to today's program. Vincent has written a trilogy of books about the relationships between beings, I guess you can call them beings, maybe robots might be more accurate, from another galaxy. Vincent started as an electrical engineer, and his background in science and religion led to his creation of the world in his books. It's pretty complicated, so we're going to get right into it. I won't do it justice. We'll get right into our conversation. Please wave your hands to welcome Vincent Hyde. Hello, Vincent. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's glad to be, glad to be on the show <laughs> with Susan. It's good.
0: I'm glad to have you.
1: Thank you. Good. Thank you.
0: Vincent, can you... Can you tell us a little bit about your background?
1: Well, uh, originally I, I come from uh, India and I migrated when I was 15 years old. My family migrated to Australia. And of course, I did my secondary education in Australia. And then I followed that up by going to university out here in the University of New South Wales. And then I did a postgraduate course in the University of Sydney. In lighting, and I did my graduate course in electrical engineering. And then after that, I worked um, uh, in public works for uh, that's doing um, water and wastewater and some architectural electrical designs and things uh, for about 30, 35 years. And since then, I've retired when I was 60, and uh, I've been. since I retired, I've been writing books. So, um, which
0: I've, which are the ones we're talking about? Yes.
1: Yes. Which are um, the
0: did, about. did you did you find did you find that growing up in India influenced your life in Australia?
1: Um, yes, India was a very uh, religious kind of country, and a lot of. Uh, um, of my religious background came from there, and uh, more of the scientific background came from actually from Australia, because uh, when I came here, I decided to do electrical engineering, and then I had to do physics and chemistry and and mathematics, and and so uh, um, yeah, that way it uh, it um, yeah, but I I I like my. Um, um, studying things in Australia, it was a lot easier, because uh, in India we had the languages and I had all these other things there that I had to do, and, and so I was able to focus more on my um, academic side of things when I came to Australia, so it was really, really quite good for me, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. Now you didn't, you didn't write prior to retiring, correct?
1: Yes, because I was very busy with the electrical engineering work, and you do have to focus a lot when you when you're writing, when you're doing the writing. So by mm. um, doing the and even in the electrical engineering side, you have to focus a lot in doing the work, and it's very 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 busy, and you're all the time working on projects and things. So I never did much. Um, I didn't did any writing or books and things, but I was doing a lot of reading, I must say. I read a lot of science fiction in my spare time, and uh, a lot of the authors like uh, Arthur C. Clarke, people might know that him, and also Isaac Asimov, and writers like that, I read a lot of their books and things. So I had a bit of a background, and then I was able to get straight into it after I finished my uh, work career, I had a lot of spare time. And because I liked doing the reading, I automatically said, let's do the writing now. And um, so that's how I started. Yeah, with the, uh,
0: Which were your first two books?
1: The first two books were Heaven and Earth and uh, A Journey from Dust to Consciousness. Yeah, they were the first two.
0: So what is Heaven and Earth about? Uh,
1: heaven and Earth, I, I tried to show that there were all these rules in um, in the formation of the galaxies and the stars in Heaven. They had all these following sort of rules, and, and they became stars, and you had the planets, and then you had, uh, you know, Planets with different rotations and with different features and because of the distances from the stars and things like that. And uh, Earth seemed to have um, life was one of the main things. And life even seemed to follow rules where water was in liquid form and the animals and plants needed this water, the plants taken water from the soil and, uh, and that kind of thing. And so, uh, and they all follow rules, and 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 these rules also it doesn't remain the same. They seem to be changing with time. And as we progress in time, we um, developed like fields of knowledge where we could store information as human beings. And uh, and 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 so on. Earth, we had um, rules formed like sporting rules. And, and academic rules, where you had different subjects and and people doing maths and science, and and and, and they too were becoming stars in in their fields, whatever, uh, reporting or whatever, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. As, uh, as seemed to be happening in in the heavens. So, and one of the things with
0: now uh, is that,
1: uh, yeah. One of the is things, that
0: similar to du- From dust to uh, is no, that very similar from the journey of dust no, to consciousness?
1: No, from dust to consciousness. Yes, there is a similarity but in from dust to consciousness. The consciousness. Uh, yes, we start off with dust, and then we get the galaxies, the black holes, the galaxies, and the the stars forming in the galaxies, and then uh, on the planets you've got all this. Um, Different form of of uh, materials forming from the dust, um, different um, elements and things like that. You get gold and uh, silver, and, and then you get life even forming. But the important difference is through consciousness, we were able to utilize energy. That's what um, it focuses on the journey from dust to consciousness. Then, as human beings, we were able to utilize energy and and then we were able to build cities where life became much more civilized and and organized and and it seemed to be a process that that brought us machines and cities and these machines and cities seem to use a lot of energy uh, and they weren't using like human labor and animal labor which we were used to in the past but we were able to use machines that you could you know use electricity and they, then we understood through consciousness we understood uh, the, um, the, 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 um, uh, the fuels and things that we needed to provide for the machines. It could be use renewable energy and non renewable energy, so it goes into all those um, those uh, those things that the first book didn't go into. Mm-hmm. You have um, coal now, oil, and things like that. the mm-hmm. Utilization of those to form energy, and we can use that to power the machines that that dominate that that uh, that are so instrumental in our modern world and cities and things. Where life is, where life is, um, life is um, much more easier. We can, we don't have to like, we don't have to look for water and food. It's there for us, and so it makes life much more pleasant and, and much more civilized. Yeah. So it's a bit different from you know, the other ones, and it tends now- to, yeah.
0: Well, I'm 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 seeing a link here, a flow of your thought from what has been basically scientific theory and discussion, um, sort of like an essay on these topics. Now yeah. you're moving into the the beginning of your trilogy. Com- correct? Yes. Yeah. So what? I think what's the first one? It's um. A message from the neighbors. The first title, a message from the neighbors, and the neighbors are robots. Is that correct? Uh, no, we don't know. It doesn't really
1: spell out who the neighbors are because of the religious aspects of uh, of the of of the situation. But it discusses all those aspects within the book. But uh, yes, it's supposed to be from an advanced civilization that's in another galaxy. Uh, the message is coming from there and uh, it's, it's delivered by a robot, but uh, it's not clear. Uh, it's the robot talks about, um, later on in the book, the robot talks about a grand master and uh, it's very debatable who this grandmaster is and it could be, some people could look at it as being the creator, God the creator and other people can look at it as yeah another civilization. So it leaves it open as to um, uh, who who sent the um, the actual um, space probe with the robot in it. It's not really spelled out. It's a little bit of a mystery for the for the reader.
0: Now, based on your scientific background, which is quite significant. Do you feel as if this robotic life, if you call it life, coming to Earth on this probe is a plausible scenario?
1: Yes, scientifically, speaking scientifically, uh, because there are billions, scientifically there are billions of galaxies in the universe and each galaxy contains billions of stars. So from uh, probability theory, uh, there is a likelihood that there can exist another planet um, that, that could support life. But as you see through the book, it's very difficult to go through to the stage of fields of knowledge where, where beings that uh, start out as dust on the surface of the planet, um, then they have to form single cells. Creatures are explained in the book that the thing is so difficult that you can't, it's very hard to imagine it happening without a creator. And, uh, and but, um, but that's what we have, that's what we can see. And, uh, and you know, we, we, it's left up to us whether we believe that there's a creator involved or whether it just all happened, you know, through chance and, and things like that as science seems to suggest but um, yeah it, it is it is something that we just don't know we don't know for sure but but So the know,
0: robots were able to come through space. Yes. Um, is it possible for us biologically to go out into space in the same way?
1: I think it's going to be very difficult um, to do to do that because uh, we need so many things, we need oxygen, we need water, we need food. Whereas that's where I say the advantage robots have is they do not need oxygen, they do not need water, they do not need food. And therefore, they are, you know, from an evolutionary point of view, they are more, you know, as as Darwin would say, they are more fitter. To, to survive in, in, the, in the type of conditions we have in space than uh, human beings. Right. Certainly we'd have to use a lot of equipment and things like that. But for them, if they're made to they're made of metal parts and electron circuitry and, and computers and things like that. Um, in fact, I've said the, the robot interface just plugs himself into the computer every time he wants information regarding something he takes a plug and, like we do with the USB port, he plugs himself into the computer and just gets the information downloaded into him straight off. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. that, that sort of we can't compete. We, we can't plug ourselves into anything. We've got to read and read and read before we get all the information. So, get all so, that. Yeah. So from that point of view, it's going to be far easier. Uh, Of course, we have got to make a lot of advances in robotics and things like that. But from that point of view, uh, with robustness and things like that, and then they can just uh, have spare parts. Whereas we lose our heart or we lose some vital organ, it's very, very difficult to uh, get a spare part for it. You know, a battery Mm -hmm. or, or an ice or something for a robot. It's a matter of plugging, taking the One out and and putting the new one in, and you've got all the repair facilities. You plug yourself into the computer and you get all the information on how to do all that. Go about and do it. So, from that point of view, much more easier to face the harsh conditions. Yeah, and then of course, also the time factor is another thing. The distances between the stars, as you know, just the nearest star to Earth, Alpha Centauri. Is five light years, and that's an enormous distance. That's how long it takes light to travel five years. That's the distance to the nearest star, and the nearest galaxy, Andromeda, is even you know uh, over 300 500,000 Earth 350,000 light years minimum away. Oh, my, so yeah. The robots can so- can do long periods of time being able to replace parts, whereas human beings, you've got to go to the next generation. So that's another time factor is, um, is um, you know, more for the robots than for human beings. So that kind of thing.
0: So are there characters? Is this is this presented as a novel in which there are characters interacting? Yes.
1: Yeah, The first the first book There are characters because um, when they see the space probe, um, the world is different. Uh, The world is supposed to be one world because all human beings have recognized themselves to be one. And so there's a world council that controls and elects directors to each of the fields of knowledge would have a director, like director of religion, you'd have a director of science, you'd have a director of robotics, director of economics and they'd all be elected on a World Council. So when they see, when, the, when this probe is coming in, it's detected by the uh, 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 Directorate of Space Research, and, uh, and then it's reported to the World Council. The World Council selects a team uh, of, uh, selects uh, uh, Director of Space Research to get a team together to counter this problem of the space probe. And so the characters that meet, um, characters like machine construction, and uh, space research, the director is heading the team, and he's got a director of religion is brought in, director of science, and they all meet to discuss what action to take against this incoming probe. So there are a lot of these characters, main characters, and they, of course, discuss things with their directorates. Um, so, and then there's the news media that's constantly speculating on what this object is. Is it a uh, bomb coming in, or is it an uh, alien craft that might be aggressive? Or and there's all the background of the news media, and. Uh, and uh, so they de- these characters are, are all there and they meet and discuss the actions to be taken. And, and then, of course, they, they decide to send two astronauts up to meet, to intersect the probe one light year from Earth so that they don't allow the probe to come right into the Earth. They go out and meet it out there. And so there's the two astronauts that go out to meet the probe and... And they, they decide to be non-violent. They decide on a non-violent solution. And, and of course, mm-hmm. when they meet the um the person in the space world, it turns out to be a robot. And he gives them a gives them an artifact <laughs> that they can play back on earth. They can only play it once, so they can decide to play it back on earth. And then he disappears. He doesn't want to even come to the come to the earth. <laughs> so he, 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 wow, he, yes, and they assume that he's going back to his alien civilization. But of course, later on in the other novel, like, he doesn't really go back. He goes just goes to the nearest star, and he's watching things from the nearest star. Uh, <laughs> so the observer, uh, yes, and of course, when Earth, <laughs> when the interesting thing there is when Earth sent after a lot of decision, Earth decided to send a robot. He turns out to be waiting for that robot. That Earth Earth sends a robot called New Woman, and he's waiting at the star system there. And he links up with Earth's robot, and then of course they go off to um, to the Andromeda galaxy to make the alien world. Yeah. So I kept it open and so- yeah.
0: This, yes, leaves, this begs the question, is there love and romance?
1: Yes, <laughs> well, yeah, that's what happens there. We've built in a bit of romance into it to make it more appealing for the, the readers and for the, if it goes to a movie thing, there is a bit of a, a romance as the two robots link <laughs> up. and uh, And then, of course, just to make it more interesting, they actually decide to uh, build the alien world, which is going to be a very different world. Um, yeah, so that's getting into the interesting. So there's a lot of there's a lot of human interaction in the first book and in Earth's reply. Obviously, Earth is preparing to reply to the message. So there's there's a lot of interaction, human interaction there. But the third book has got a lot of um, robotic things because they're building the alien world. And the alien world is a world of, of robots where things don't die like we see on Earth, but things are mm-hmm. all doing duties like our machines do on Earth. They all do a certain duty, like we right. have a drill, it's going to do a, a certain duty. It's going to drill holes in the wall. And so, in that world, they, all the participants are robots, but they're all doing duties to um, improve the world and keep it maintained in its in its um, state you know and and that way things don't seem to go wrong because everything goes wrong is detected by by the sensors and the robots and they go immediately out there to fix the problem it's not a matter of what we have on earth we want to eat and we're all concerned about cooking food and doing that but over there it's a different world (laughs) in that Things go wrong, you you go and fix it. It's your duty to go and we all have duties to fix things and keep things maintained and um, right. yeah, that's that's what the alien
0: world is. So yeah. It's so, more efficient, uh, is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, in a way, it's yeah, it's um yeah, it's it's sort of around like even the flowers and the uh they're they're not they're not there to grow and die, but they they they're there to indicate the healthy stages of the plant. And so okay. when they're going to, when they're decaying or anything, you get all the robot insects and robot insects and things. And they, are oh, that's not, and they try to fix that and and bring it back into a life say, so fix up what's wrong. That sort of a, a world, that's why it's alien to what we know. And even even the food there, uh, I, but of course the the robots there's a lot of things, the robots have got to make the world for humans. And that's where the grand master who's, who some people can, religious people can call it the creator or other people are not, alone can say, oh, it's another civilization or whatever, but um, comes in there and insists that uh, we have the fields of knowledge in the new world that's being developed. Mm-hmm. And that's where human beings are needed. So. So the robots are going to go back to Earth to bring human embryos uh, to the new world. Ah. Start, yeah. So that's the last book. Okay. So, the, so then in the last stages, you have the human beings there on the alien world.
0: Coming on, course, on to the new of, planet. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um. And, and then, of course, you have the, the main idea behind the book is the transportation of consciousness and fields of knowledge from Earth to another galaxy so so we actually being able to transport fields of knowledge and and um, human consciousness to another galaxy by by that action
0: well uh, in the course of sending embryos this is a a theoretical question when you send embryos there is then a belief or an assumption that we carry our fields of knowledge as they have progressed into the future through DNA or cellular existence. Is that correct?
1: Yes, yes. Because uh, uh, yeah, the robots, they can't get those human qualities that we have in our DNA and our genes and And so, for that, uh, that's the actual. um, For that to be transported, they had to come back to Earth. The two robots, the two main robots, come back to Earth to bring that into the new world, and they created the fields of knowledge there, at least the start of it. So, so that Mm -hmm. um, uh, we have the fields of knowledge in another galaxy. Um, Yeah. and, interesting. Thing, yeah, if, if one of the things, yeah, one of the things that are brought up in the last book is the security systems on Earth. That um, it was so difficult for the robot, and it's, it could be interesting to many readers. And if, if it goes to television yeah, or, or a movie, it'd be very interesting for them to see what sort of security it was so difficult to get back into Earth. After leaving the Earth, it was mm-hmm. very very difficult. They had to go back to the Moon, and they had to be cleared by security on the Moon. And the and the um, human character for the um, director of security, he was an extremely suspicious character, and he was very concerned. <laughs> because, yeah, so that's very could be very interesting for people. He was very concerned about, and and that's where he made the robot. Uh, new woman is keeping a track, of mm-hmm. a record track of all the things uh, through timing. When when New woman leaves the moon, that's zero zero time for her. So as she goes to different places, there's a time thing uh, recording. So so when they, for instance, when they reach Andromeda, her time clock is showing three hundred thousand years, three hundred fifty thousand years. And then when they build the alien world on the new thing, her time clock is showing seven hundred fifty thousand years or whatever. And so that's that way the reader and um, and the um, movie audience has got a a track of where where they are in time uh, through that. So interesting,
0: uh, very interesting. Where can people get your books, Vincent?
1: Well, they are on because the publisher is Balboa Press, so it's available at Balboa Press. But they can get it through my website, which is https double dot then double backslash www dot dot com. Yeah. That's
0: okay. all one word. One word. And, okay. And, and what next? Did I hear you say the word movie just a minute ago? Yeah, well, that's what happened.
1: we We were trying to make a, a movie trilogy of the trilogy of books. That's uh, um, A Journey from Dust to Consciousness. Then the second one is Earth's Reply. And the third one is The Alien World. So. A lot of people showed some interest in in developing the movie, but I think it takes a long time. And I was very interested. I thought it would make a very uh, good movie. And I had a screenplay done through Balboa Press for uh, uh, for the book, uh, uh, the first book, which is a message from the neighbors. And I did that uh, because of the, People were saying, "Oh, it was very difficult and things." So I did the uh, screenplay for the third book, *The Alien World*. So I've got two screenplays, and there was another mm-hmm. party that was supposed to do the second book, but they didn't do it. So I might do a screenplay for *Earth Surprise*, so that I will have three screenplays um, that that would be available to any movie producers that are interested in making uh, making a movie or making three movies. So you have to make- Or uh,
0: making three movies, yes, yes. Yeah, a series so, of movies, yeah. Yeah, so, so that would be... do you have a literary agent who's helping you? Uh, yes, uh, we had
1: a literary agent and Pen Culture Solutions was one of them and then uh, Zero Zero Gravity, the movie, people from zero gravity were interested in it, but I think these things, you know, and because um, they have to get their resources together. So I don't know, nothing's really final on it, huh? but I'm trying to get three screenplays for anyone mm-hmm. that would be interested in making movies out of that last, the last three books. of the trilogy, actually, yeah. But, uh, yes, to of...
0: have a literary agent who, yeah. you know, whether it's a lawyer or a literary agent, to have mm-hmm. someone who can walk it in the door to these producers is so important. They yeah. they don't take unsolicited materials, yes. so yes. Uh, that would be you know to have that relationship is really important. Yeah, yeah, we've got Pen Culture Solution that are looking at it. But
1: I think these things take Mm -hmm. a long time. At the moment, I'm trying to get an audio book done for the last book, Fields. The last Mm -hmm. book that I wrote, after the trilogy, I wrote the Fields, which is just published in March, I think, or April of this year. It was just published. What was the
0: title again?
1: Fields, F-I-E-L-D-S.
0: Fields, okay. Yeah,
1: that relates to... Uh, People should at least look at the cover of that because it's a beautiful illustration of the galaxies in heaven uh, and uh, the fields of knowledge in Earth. You know, we have arts and uh, dancing and singing and all these fields of science Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and things. And uh, it's so interesting that you get stars forming in the galaxies of heaven and you get human stars forming in these fields of knowledge on Earth. So the astrologer has mm-hmm. always said, oh, you know, there's something's happening in the heavens, the things are happening in Earth, but there's no re- re- relationship such that we, I can see or that scientific people can see. But certainly the stars that form in, in the galaxies in heaven and there's certainly human stars that form in these different fields of knowledge that we have on Earth. So there is some relationship and that's what that field points out that there is that we might not be in the in the geometric center of the universe, but we are certainly in the center of consciousness, of human consciousness mm-hmm. in, the, in the universe. So we we have a significant position as the ancients once believed, and then we thought we were nowhere yes. because of the billions of galaxies, but we certainly are the center for consciousness, because um everything we know. And um, and can understand um, is is out here on Earth. from Earth. we have, we can't see anything else happening elsewhere. So so we have to we have to be grateful for that. I suppose that uh, we have our place in the creation. Yeah. That's what feels... There is
0: some great responsibility in that. Yes, we are the only elements yeah. of consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I mm-hmm. just,
1: uh, There's a wow. the thing that I say. Is there's a message there that we we should not. That's why we should not prey needlessly on life forms living in their biomes. Because as we know on Earth, we've got all we've got uh, whales that live in the water and and um, kangaroos that live out in the bush and, and things like that. So we shouldn't pray needlessly on them. Instead, we should pray to the Creator to give us the wisdom to make the machines and cities that will help us live in harmony on the Earth and help us to take our consciousness and our fields of knowledge to other stars and galaxies so that we can have a universe it has both matter and and mind. Yeah, so that's one of the things that She mm-hmm. tries to uh, tries to show. Because mind seems to have mind is there to understand what you see out there, and that's so important. Yes. Seems to be, and, and us human mm-hmm. beings, that's our responsibility because we know. Uh, you know, we know that, that is
0: an that is requiring. That requires a touch of understanding of quantum consciousness.
1: Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, but yes, that's, yeah, uh, so. yeah, that we know, you know, the sort of so many beautiful things like the fish in the sea and the insects in the air and the birds. And, uh, you know, even to make the robotic forms of life, it's going to cost so much, you know, time and effort. To, um, to do that hmm. and we have it here naturally just there you know every morning we wake up yes the sun is there and, you know and the trees are there for us the air is the air is very important that we have fresh air because, um, without that of course life with that ox- without the oxygen that we have would in cease there.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. That which breathes us. We need something that breathes us. <laughs> yes. That's, that's well, why thank it's so difficult. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for visiting with us today, Vincent. You know, oh, I love good science fiction stories. Oh, yeah. This yes. goes beyond just science fiction, though. I, I like the philosophy that's playing yes. through it. It's wonderful. Yes. So yes. it's been. It's been nice to visit with you today. I thank you oh, for stopping by. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, nice to talk to you and the audience that uh, that's watching us. It's it's good. It's very um, it's very very um, nice to be able to share share some of these ideas with um, with other people. Mm-hmm. Because we all have a limited time here yeah? and you know and
0: Speaking and- of that audience, yeah, we did we did. So thanks to our listeners as well. We've yes. been talking with Vincent Hyde about his books, starting with a message from The Neighbors, Earth's Reply and Alien World. And they are available at BalboaPress.com and also his website, which is that's Yes. Thank you again, Vincent. We appreciate your well, talking thank with
1: you. us. Yeah, thank it's you wonderful see. to
0: have you here for this time. Yeah, and yep. I
1: hope we are able to get a yes. movie. As later. we close
0: out today's call, I hope so too. It sounds yeah. like it will be an interesting adventure at the very least.
1: Yes. It would be something new, new for people
0: to. So as we yes. close out today's, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'd like to ask each of our members of the audience, if you are a person who has a dream to get their story out or to get a message to other people. Because I consider you all to be dream builders. You take a germ of an idea and you follow that dream to completion. And no matter where you are on this journey, I invite you to explore these dreams. If it sounds like something you'd like to do, please DM me. That's direct message me at Facebook, Susan Shireko. And I have a small group where you can discover what's emerging for you and the roadmap to help make the journey. So please accept the invitation if you like. Um, But that's all for today's program, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Vincent.